Hey, this is The Moment. I'm Brian Koppelman. Thanks for listening. Matt Berninger. Did I pronounce it right, man? That's right. I argue about it all the time. Yeah, Um, Berninger. Is my guest today. He's the lead singer, uh, one of the major songwriters of the National. And I got to say, man, I'm, I'm nervous because, and I don't get nervous ever, but I'm nervous for two reasons. One, I, I really, your, your music has had a huge impact on me in certain moments of my life. But, but also, um, I said this to Getty Lee, like, as, as I said to Getty, uh, I was like, Getty, I've seen you seven times. I've watched the documentaries a bunch of times. I own every Rush album and I always have since they first came out. But to Rush fans, I don't count as a Rush fan mm-hmm. uh, because it's not enough, you know, and I know music mm-hmm. matters so much to people. And so I know that, like, I was listening to you talk to Amy Mann and I know Amy and I'm a, an old time Till Tuesday person. And the person who set up that interview goes, uh, Amy was in Till Tuesday with John Bryan. And I started screaming at the thing like, no, that she was. So I know someone's going to listen. I'm going to say something <laughs> dumb about the national, like that Amy was in <laughs> Till Tuesday with John Bryan. So I apologize to national fanatics. I'm a real fan, like I swear, but I'm going to probably say <laughs> something. I'm wrong about, as you know, I'm wrong about most of my own facts. So uh, <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just pretend we both know exactly what we're talking about. Yes, that's it. I just so people understand. So I guess here's where I wanted to start. I mean, the new album is absolutely brilliant. And I was so happy. You know, I wrote you the first time I played first two pages of Frankenstein. I I, I just kind of freaked out. I was so happy about how great it is and knowing that what you went through to to make it. But I want to start earlier because Mm -hmm. I was listening to the old records and I realized when I put on Alligator and one of the most emotional kind of days I had as a parent, and I don't have to, the specifics don't matter, but I, I had to go deal with something at my daughter's school and I was walking through Central Park right when Alligator came out. And that, mm-hmm. and this was iPods, not phones. Mm-hmm. So there was no other distraction. Mm-hmm. And I was walking through the park and I had that album in my ears. And it, as soon as it started again to, this morning, I was like, overwhelmed again and i guess i i I wanted to ask what it what does it feel like to you to know the way in which your music has been a personal soundtrack for so many people in these heightened moments of their lives i mean that i mean that is that is uh i would say that that kind of thing that you just experienced i just i just uh yesterday I had that kind of a moment um, with a record, uh, Tom Waits, his the early years, volume one. And, and it was, I, I hadn't listened to it in so long. And, and I just, I put it on and I was, I was, I knew exactly where I was when it, when it was sitting in my parents' house, when I was home from college, sitting and looking at a fire. And I think it was, you know, in, 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 in Cincinnati. And, and I have a feeling it was like, it had to be right. I bought this record right when I was probably home for Christmas after going to college for the first time and and meeting my have my first girlfriend and coming back in love and just you know and 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 I think I was sitting up late at my parents. You know they went to bed and I was I think I got into my dad's like good stuff. You know and he didn't. We hardly had any liquor in the house at all. They neither of them drank that much, but but he did have a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. And I remember making myself this like man's drink by the fire with you know. Um, and, and I just every time I hear that record from the first beginning of that that thing, I'm just I, I can't I can't escape that time in that moment. It's it's always in that bubble. I I I, I, I can never not be in that bubble when I listen to that record and. And yeah, so to answer your question, that is, that's, that is the, that is, that's what, that's the magical thing. And, and, and I, I, movies are different, books are different, you know, uh, uh, paintings are different. I think sometimes, I mean, people can have that magical moment the first time they, you know, saw a painting and, um, and never forget it, but it's usually in a museum. It's not, you know, but there's something about music happens in the middle of it, right. Or, or during your life in, you know, sometimes in, in the background of your life. And, and, 
it, it captures it in, in a in a in a little place you know sometimes you have multiple experiences with music and then it evolves with you over time but other times there's these and i don't know what does that and 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 those experiences are what make you feel connected to the whole universe. You know, all your pain, someone else got it, all your stupid humor, you get something that not many other people get. And all, every, all your whole identity sometimes happens in those moments. You know, those are those moments you become you. So the, the idea of other people having um, any kind of moment close to that with anything I, that we've made and, you know, struggled to make. And, you know, yeah, that what we're trying to make is something that that will have that that magical power and, and uh, whatever, you know, it's and it's very hard. It's very hard to kind of kind of get something that that works well enough that it'll, it'll work that kind of weird magic, you know? Well, yeah, because it's ephemeral, like the reasons are ephemeral, right? When it happens that way, all sorts of different things have to come together. I mean, in some ways, binging, sometimes something can do that. Smells, do, like I, there's this there's this hotel my, my mom used to go to sometimes. And if I walk through that hotel, the smell of that room immediately brings me back to these mm -hmm. moments. And, you know, your music, the music that y you and the band make, I think, has a timelessness to it. You're never, to me, it seems you've never chased a trend or you've never traced a sonic template so that it would fit with the time. Not that your music isn't contemporary or, or it doesn't live in the time in which you make it, but it, it is timeless. And, and somehow, I guess, are, are you aware when you're doing it? Yeah, I only, I mean, I almost never think about it um, because I'm, I'm, I'm mostly, it doesn't help to think about it like from from that perspective, it doesn't it doesn't help write at all. You have to actually be in it. You actually actually have to be having those feelings yourself when you're writing. You have to like when when um when I'm connecting with with one of the songs, like like those like uh, people know that that mo we we write uh, most of the time. I mean, sometimes we were in it, get in a room together, and we all start just jamming. But if they start jamming, and I start reacting to it. But it's always me reacting to yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, and so and and not everything they say. I mean, they send can 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 put me can can create one of those magical connections where like oh what is it there there's something I'm connecting to this so right like and it's and so a lot of beautiful beautiful really great exciting music. It's not, I'm not, it's, it's like a wave I can't, I can't catch right now, you know, or do it and, and, and something in that, but I, cause I have to have that genuine feeling. I can't, I can't like work on a song um, that, that is not working on me, you know, already. And so it, it would, it would, it wouldn't be any fun and it wouldn't be a good song. So I actually have to get into this place a genuine weird slippery you know connecting to what the thoughts of my past thoughts of my current identity all my real fears and all that stuff and and all the real things i want you know and and everything i miss i have to just like dive into that whole soup to write anything you know i can't write anything unless i'm i'm in in that stuff and 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 like like connecting to it and feeling it and thinking about it and getting emotional about it so um and and in a, in a, in a side, so I don't I don't listen to the stuff in in terms of trying to pick what kind of record to make ever. It's literally it's like, oh my, you know, it, it, am I? Is it sucking me in? And and I, I like I let let it. I just have to let it suck me in. And then then I start coming up with melodies and words and 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 they're all, they all come from all that 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 all the different parts of the things of the anxieties and things I'm thinking. So. There are always these collage attempts to capture this weird magical feeling that crosses time and crosses, you know, me personally or even the person I'm talking about personally. It sort of connects with everybody, you know. It's like if I'm not lighting up the whole the whole spider web of of stuff in your heart and in your mind and over time and everything that identifies you, uh, it feels it feels like 
fake or, or or pointless you know if it's you know i can't come up with an idea for a song and start writing about it it all kind of writes from the middle out and 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 i you know you try to arrange it in a sort of a of a, of a piece you know and usually that, that, that for whatever reason that that emotional magical stuff kind of feels like four four and a half minutes is as long as you can like you know walk across hold that that ember you know floating in your hand until it starts to get, you know, hot or, or boring. So uh, that's all. That's like, that, that's, that's, that's all I ever, I don't, as, as much as I, you know, that's as much as I've ever, ever thought about it, you know? Well, that, but that seems like, I, I mean, I, I wrote down a bunch of stuff as you were talking. I mean, that seems like, um, cause when I listen to the, the, the broken record episodes about, and read the stuff about the anxiety and about the, the writer's mm-hmm. block stuff, which, you know, I've, I've talked about a, a lot and I was a blocked writer till I was 30 and how to sort of find your way around it. But it feels to me like maybe that's a lot of freedom in, in just attaching to this notion of letting it come from this weird slippery place and letting it feel like an ember as opposed to thinking about um, sort of like what I have to say for this person in the audience or what this person's expecting or what these, this group of, of people are, are expecting. Yeah. It, it sounds like you almost found a way to approach it from a side angle so that so that it's not overwhelming yeah i mean i i i think when i was in the middle of that block which was depression and it was caused by a number of tangible things and then a lot of abstract things and that was i i like the water was there, you know, the music was there. They were sending me lots of music, music from all over, you know, from every emotional um part of the spectrum, you know, and but it was so it, the problem was nothing was not I couldn't I, I I couldn't even sort of receive any feelings from anything, from music, or I couldn't watch television. I couldn't nothing sparked any of that of that spider web up nothing 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 lit the flame and that's what was so depressing that then it added to it because like what if that you i will never be able to light that flame it's it's like all your matches are gone and all the leaves are wet and there's no stick you know it's like and and you're freezing and and so that's what I think depression is. I think that's what de- depression feels like and, and it, you know it makes you makes life feel like it's always going to be freezing cold you know so all of that was happening to me and what brought me out of it i think i mean i I think was mostly just time you know it's a real physical thing it's a real um yeah it's you know we could talk about serotonin levels and all that stuff but it 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 all you know it is it, it it i shut down physically as well as mentally and emotionally and everything you know it's like everything like i was i was kind of catatonic for a few parts for the the darkest parts of it you know and manic and other parts of it and and um and so i had to go but but we we had to we had to make a record we had to make some progress we had we had to move forward like nobody and and i you know, and I had been telling the uh, the guys that I ha- was making progress, that I, and I've been lying, you know, and I didn't have anything. And so, I when we first got together that stu- that studio, it was it took a long time. I, I it wasn't like suddenly, oh, we're back in this, and I get in front of the microphone, and all of a sudden that fire gets lit up. I sat in front, I sat in the booth day after day in front of a microphone or upstairs on my laptop staring at at nothing, you know, and, and just not being able to no, 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 nothing, nothing coming and, and it was torture. And, and it, it was just, then just little bits and pieces really slow started little sparks here and there. And, but it was a long time before the st- the fire was really going. And I think a lot of the record was like, and Aaron was like, "That's okay. Maybe this, maybe this one, this record just kind of is the sparks. You know, it's it, we don't have to like, we don't have to build any raging fires, you know, yet or anything. And later, some songs towards the end of the process, you know, became you know like Eucalyptus and other ones became a different feeling. But um, yeah. So um, that is yeah. The, my process is is simply feeling be connected and losing myself in it and trying to capture thoughts 
eventually in that space or around that space and, and trying to capture some melodies that they go to in and around that space and and then walk away you know don't fuck with it you know it's like I, you don't I, I um I do I do belabor little details and stuff and and but but once it's you know once it's recorded I kind of I kind of like let it be that version let it be that adolescent you know infantile version of that song and and how we could fix we can finish it later but this version is like you know here it's the snapshot and and you let it go yeah well yeah sneaking up on it doesn't mean and and then letting it feel alive or messy doesn't mean it's not super specific like of course your craft is incredibly high level mm. but like editing craft right the piece of it that involves the editing or refining is totally different than this sort of uh, impulse thing right then the then the creative impulse that, mm -hmm. that lets you take off and fly once you're in flight you can yeah. put the flaps how you want to go yeah. but it's it's getting in flight right that's did the, you read there was a recent thing i think it was in the new york times it was about why I think that it was, it was ostensibly about why sad songs resonate with people. And it was like all these, they talked to all these scientists and psychologists, whatever. but the part of it that, that seemed simple to me, sad songs resonate with people because they just, you identify it and you feel less alone. That was like, I've, I've been saying that forever. That's like, we've already probably, we've already said that today, but the part that I thought was most interesting is that when they, when they collected people, the people, the, the, the music and the songs that people felt most a love for and connection to or, or empathy for or sympathy with were, were definitely the ones that not only had kind of sad melancholy lyrics, but had, but had technical errors, had lots of had mistakes, you know, wrong chords or, 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 you know, strange, you know, harmonies that, you know, or weird voices or just things that, that aren't, that are, that should have been fixed in any, you know, in, in, but but we're left in or or just like it's it, the the flawed like in the things that were technically perfect same song same you know maybe singer even or whatever um were less beloved and less you know and 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 weren't the ones that that people felt the most connected to or it felt felt were the most beautiful so i i i i, I no really that's an amazing so that's an a, that, yeah. a, um, amazing thing i mean if you know um I used to talk a lot to Joe Hardy, the guy who engineered, pleased to meet me about this. And, you know, he worked with Jim Dickinson and like Dickinson was fully happy for there to be all these mistakes as obviously like what could Stinson and Westerberg were only going to do that. And it would drive Joe as an engineer mixer crazy. And I, I would always say, like, no, dude, like years later, I mean, he would go, I hear all. And I'm like, no, man, that's the magic is in the fact that yeah. they would sometimes miss. And well, that it was... There's the, I think it's a Native American philosophy. I don't know if it can't be specific and I'm wrong about, but, but it's the, the whole thing, you know, is the, the, they, they, they specifically weave, you know, certain mistakes into, into blankets and stuff because like perf getting, getting perfection uh, is, is sort of an insult to God or some kind of thing. And, and, but that's, it's, in, it's in crucial to have imperfections in making beautiful art, you know, and you, yeah. you just actually illuminated something for me about, I've, I've always wondered why I was more, I know you love the, the Smiths and, and Morrissey though. It's odd because Morrissey yes. wanted to be perfect. Uh, and, uh, you know, had so much to clearly say, like for me, I was always a Michael Stipe, Peter Buck person because the very fact that um, they were chasing a feeling much more than they uh -huh. were chasing a mission statement. Uh -huh. and, yeah. I, and to me, I see a kinship in what you do to that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be because especially the first, like say four national albums, it is about an emotion, a feeling, a mood, a tone. Mm -hmm. And you're saying real stuff. Obviously, Mr. November is really about uh -huh. something, but it's as much about the f what's in your heart as it is what's in your brain. Uh huh. Yeah. I, 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 I wish I could, uh, Michael Stipe is, is definitely one of those sort of, uh, blurry lyricists and, and, and that, that I just love. I wish I could, I, I could, I wish I could be as, as good of a, of a abstract expressionist in his lyrics as he is. And, um, I, you know, most of my lines are like pretty, pretty, you know, they, they make sense in a phrase and, you know, but his, you know, swan, swan, hummingbird, hurrah, we're all free now. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, I mean, just things like that, just beautiful um, 
Amped, you know, so it, I, I, I'm always jealous of that. Like, I mean, Stephen Malkmus is one of my favorite lyricists, yes. and he's he's a real abstract, you know, side Twombly, you know, John Ashbery kind of a of a of a painter poet, you know, and yes. and I I love it, I love it so much, and uh, I really I'm jealous of that. I I get I too I I, I go I'm more of a, I think. The way Leonard Cohen would kind of go back and just get the try to get the phrase just right to say that weird little thing, you know. I work I work in different types of Legos, I think, but I, I uh, not all the time. Um, but yeah, I I, I marvel at, at at lyricists, at different lyricists, and uh, all the time. I'm just yeah. Me too. I obsess about it, and I think well, it's interesting. I, I, yeah, you're a storyteller, of course. And it's clear you know what you're saying all the time, but I think stuff's, oh, in any kind of music, the great thing about music is we could both listen to a Towns Van Zandt song and there's no more specific, you know, go ahead, mm-hmm. please tell me what Poncho and Lefty, really everyone, it's mm-hmm. so specific and we could tell each other the story, but I bet you we would tell each other slightly different stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah, no, I know. I I, I, I do I do know that, that a, bl- the blurriness of, of imagery is always pretty good and and and, and i'm you always attracted to my to i mean when i'm writing i think I, like i often like the lines well that could actually mean the opposite of what it says or that 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 actually sort of gets close to it but as close as you can get to something like that you know and just you know, un, and other bits are just like just a genuine, concrete description of an of a visual or a you know or or or, or a phrase you know or something or a sentence somebody said or a conversation, you know, it's a combination of those different types of things. Like like you know, it's like a yeah. Some are windows. Here's something some I've are never bricks, heard you. Are, I've never heard you asked this question, and if you maybe haven't do it, do you want people to? listen with a lyric sheet is is that how you listened when when you were young do you want them to as they're walking around listening or lying down in their bed listening or driving around listening i'll go to the lyric sheet if i'm either really confused about something or there's a a real reason i want to memorize something exactly but i love the idea that i as a listener i might misinterpret i might hear something slightly different that just has a certain feeling but then some people really, you know, really want you to, and, and I think some artists draw, make you want to do that. I'm, I'm curious, do you, when you think about your perfect fan, your perfect audience member, your perfect listener, is that someone who's, who's listening and then take, you know, open and going to the site and, and reading, reading the lyrics along? Well, I, I, um, I don't uh, um, really think um, people... Actually, I don't. I won't say what I think people should or shouldn't do, but um, as people dive into it, however they want to, you know. It's, and and um and um, but there was I was reluctant to put the lyrics printed in the first few records, and because I, I am very much one of those people that like I don't actually pay that much attention at all to lyrics until the third or fourth time that a song comes on, things will resonate with me and I won't, I won't even know it. And I'll be like, what was that one song about whatever? And I'll go back and it isn't till much later. And so, so, um, so yeah, for me, music, music, the lyrics are always, are always way later that I start to kind of like listen and pay attention, but I will still uh, almost never go too like I, I i will swim in a song for a while and i'll i'll, I'll oh this is about this and this and then i'll hear it again another time and like wait this i'm having totally different associations of and i'm never really even thinking about what this song is about often i'm just thinking about my own problems and the song has the song has like has, has pulled me into an emotional place where i'm actually thinking and trying to solve my own problems and this song i'm not listening to any i was like i said tom waits early years i was sitting there and I was I was actually kind of make, trying to pay more attention to the whole the whole record because it had such a thing. And there were some songs I was like, I didn't know what was that that song was about that. You know, I never even I never actually listened to the lyrics of this song. I just always experienced it in my own world and having my own things going on. And so I don't care if anybody ever looks or pays attention. To the lyrics really that much um because they, they they just they're supposed to take make you think about yourself anyway you know yeah that the transcendence in music i just think part of why your music hits me that way is i feel like i always understand 
the emotional resonances. It hits me so deeply emotionally that the yeah. words used to get there, while they matter because they're the kind of like footholds or the handholds up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. The, the it is the climbing up the mountain that your entire that your being is is doing. And I I think that there I do hear a real kinship. I understand the Tom Waits piece, and I do hear a kinship to this to music that's imagistic um, as well as hyper specific because it's open yeah i think what you yeah. do is really open right and open-hearted you know in a way yeah yeah i i think i think i'm just always i'm collecting the lines and i'm putting the the the, the, the pieces together in and and the melodies and all that just to, to try to, to spark something in me and like oh, i i it feels it, i i have to feel that see the spark or see that weird that magical sort of that thing has to has to strike that chordal thing in my heart or my brain in some kind of way. And then I'm like, okay, that's a, that's, that works. So move on, put some others around it. And then the whole thing is kind of like it all, it all that, you know, has that sparkly magical bubbling soup, you know, and, and you, you I, I don't go into a song ever with an idea of what kind of song or what kind of bubbling sparkle soup to make, you know, and I don't, I, I just, it, you just have to wait and see, throw and throw in stuff and see if, see if the, the magical cauldrons, you know, creates a spell. That actually makes so much sense to me and feels so right with what you do. And I love hearing you, you say it. nobody becomes as successful and as big a rock star as you are without there being ambition th there to be heard uh, and to you know make this manifest and how, yeah. so how do you over time how have you squared the ambition with this very pure artistic impulse like have those things wrestled with another yeah. have they found each other have they found a, a peace with each other like how do you uh, I think they've complemented each other. I mean, more than more than undermined each other or something. Um, I, I think we've when this band started, you know, like I, I was never in pursuit of music. You know, I mean, I had a college band, which I was right. sort of kind of slipped into. And, and, I, and I wrote, the, you know, the lyrics and sang half of the songs on the on the record that we put out, you know, we made and printed ourselves and had two gigs. Um, but that did, that did spark this, like, oh my God, you know, like the idea that, that maybe I could be in a rock band and, but it wasn't until many years later till I was in New York and had a job and everything that, 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 um, that I was, you know, pretty successful at, and, um, I was getting burned out and tired of it. And so the rock, so, so getting together with Scott and Brian and then Aaron and Bryce and all that, when that, over that period, when that band got together, we were, we were ambitious because the scene and everybody around it, it was so good and so inspiring. Jonathan Fireheater had sparked something in New York. And then that led to, you know, the, all of those bands that were playing at the same clubs in New York City that we were going to see. So, yeah, seeing the Strokes in Interpol and yeah, 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 and TV on the radio, just totally, you know, and Walkmen um, uh, were seeing those bands all the time spoon came to town and you know it's like played at brownies and and um and i it just you know I, I i just blown away by so many bands um when we were just starting and yeah we were that made us very ambitious that made us really really want to 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 people to hear what we were making and be noticed and I mean, it, it, it's so funny because, I mean, I think about our record, you know, th there were, we knew we couldn't, there was something, you know, we didn't, it took us a long time to figure out what kind, what we sound, I mean, I won't say it took us a long time to figure out what we sounded like, but it, it took us a long time to sort of, I think, gel into the best version of us. I'll put it that way. You know, it's like, um, I listened to our first two records and, and really love them. And, you know, and I just hear all that just, everybody pulling in strange directions and all the all the experimental just the, the i remember like i start to remember like what i was trying to think about and stuff it's all i love it all but so so I, it is curious to me how how kind of i think oddball those two first records are when we were so ambitious to com compete with all these bands that had these just like just hits just like a incredible 
you know, punk rock, just like fierce, lovely, funny, silly, just viral, you know, just total virile and feral and everything. These 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 songs and and we were making these these oddball weird things, you know, and we were like, we're going to throw that into the that cat into the ring and see if it can fight. You know, it's like what? Um, but we, yeah, it was, but we were we were we were ambitious from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, the first two albums, um, they totally do sound like the National. And although, sure, it's in a more larval stage, you're you're mm-hmm. aborning, but it's still there. But but I am really interested in when you were making Alligator, which took this leap, and I'm going somewhere with this because I like this is something I I definitely want to ask about. Like, what were your so you make the two albums, and I know that you know when you guys were thinking about whether you're going to quit your jobs and all that that stuff. But as as the songs came together for Alligator, well, I wonder if they were if it was clear to you that they were kind of like propped up in a different way. They they were available to a different kind of audience. Yeah, that was our first full length for 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 for, for Beggar's Banquet. Um, which then eventually sort of 480 became that. So so that, so the the, the the first records we put out on our, our own, and then and then uh, the EP right in between was sort of the bridge. But Alligator was was the full first time we knew that we a record was going to come out with promotion, a record, you know, and we were we were going to enter the story that 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 world of what you know, Interpol and all those other bands were just are were just you know, and then now and by this point. More new bands were, were coming into that space, you know, from the UK and their Libertines and their, their, you know, so many different different bands were, were were starting to come in, and then even from Brooklyn and and where we were, you know, other bands were just really popping up everywhere, and great, just amazing bands everywhere, and uh, and so we knew that this this was going to say, it was going to try to plant a flag or be be just crushed right and in this and again i you know it's like people talk about but but this was a time where 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 pitchfork was was that's where all of that stuff was happening you know enemy yes. and all those other places were but at least in we were right in the center of that pitchfork for bubble and and in in the center of a pitchfork you know story we were they had created they had created their own, a, a whole narrative and, and lore about you know about the Lower East Side and, and New York City, and then and it was you know we were in chapter two of that. What was starting to happen around Brooklyn with Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, and Grizzly Bear and Beirut and all these other incredible bands, and and we were one of those. And so it was like, it, and, and that was a time where where you know if they give a good review or or you know it it could really knock the wind out of your sails and or vice versa you know send you off onto a trajectory that that was also just never like like clap your hands is a great example of a band that's like such a creative cool awesome incredible band brilliant music brilliant record and it was hyped a lot but it but it was so hyped that it was like nobody could survive even the strokes even uh, you know i would say you know all of that stuff that that Already, you were kind of seeing how you know through or right around that time, it was like you you could be launched or you could be destroyed by something like Pitchfork, and so we knew this record uh, would be um, either you know either. We but were you comfortable grabbing? Because like, so you were consciously not just aware that you were entering that ring, but you you were conscious that you wanted it to. Yeah, connected yeah. in that way because yeah, yeah. Mister November is was a cheerleading song for myself, you know, and it oh, framed yes. inside of, of a of a guy trying to become president, you know, John Kerry looking at himself in the mirror and saying, "You can do, you're gonna fucking do this," you know. And he, but that was that was what was going on at the time. I think when I wrote Mister November, um, and later, you know, it became sort of an Obama song and everything. But I I was definitely trying to psych myself up that like you can you know you can be you can be a you yes you can be a fucking rock star yeah it's like you know like paul banks julian casablancas all those guys are younger better looking and 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 <laughs> yeah, just cooler cool. just they're cooler cool. i mean those yeah. guys are so cool you know like i i mean paul banks is a great really great guy and and he's he's cool as hell He's just the coolest guy, um, and, and and a lovely person. I, I don't know Julian, but uh, 
but so anyway, but but I was like, but that was me trying to say I can I can do this. I can do this. And and um anyway, so yeah, that ambition is all in there. It's probably in a bunch of the other songs too, but but um definitely in that one. Yeah, well that and, and also that song has this effect on every it's so galvanizing internally because you're ambivalent you know, the thing is ambivalence is always baked into like everything you do in a great way. So within the song there is um, a sort of a even just knowing it about yourself right there's an ambivalence yeah. baked in which makes yeah. the desire so much greater to be able to yeah. manifest this version of yourself but it's yeah. like when i started this podcast 10 years ago it was really very clearly about these moments in people's lives when they everything's on the line and like i call them they're like a version of inflection points and you know I, I, whether people understood in certain moments where they were or in great success or great failure how they how they processed it. Mm -hmm. um, but, and for me though, the, the moment really is like, so after Alligator, a lot of bands, a lot of artists, a lot of writers, in a moment after a success like that, which planted you firmly in the world, where, you know, it's in that documentary you talk about, or might've been in some, but I think it was in the documentary, you talk about suddenly playing for hundreds and then a thousand people. Um, I'm talking about, you know, the first doc, not the one your brother mm -hmm. made. And, yep. and then you go in and you make Boxer, which to me was like, I think, like going from Unforgettable Fire to Joshua Tree or Document to Green. It's like, uh -huh. and a lot of people wouldn't have picked up that mantle and really, a lot of bands haven't. You know, a lot of bands and artists are like, I'm just going to, this is, I've found this bathwater and I don't want to make mm -hmm. it any hotter. It's mm -hmm. perfect where it is. But you guys like turned it up. And I just wonder what that all actually felt like to you. Mm -hmm. Whether you and Aaron, like whether you, you know, did it feel like, okay, I want to see how big this can get. I want to see how this community, how much this community can grow while staying, you know, true to what we are, uh -huh. you know? It was a really, um, it was... I don't, I don't remember, you know, any of us actually having too many, too many direct conversations about it, but, but we were, it was a weird combination of knowing that we had, we had entered the story, at least we like, like, it wasn't like we were, we were, we were suddenly, you know, number one on anything, you know, we were, but we were, we were in there, we were, we were in the playoffs or something, you know, whatever we like, we could, yeah. Uh, so yes. so so yes so 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 going into boxer was was definitely felt like this did that did feel like in many ways our our sophomore album you know i think we really got that feeling that 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 struggle that that all bands go through to make their second record you know who get any attention at all um often it's all those bands fourth or fifth record in reality you know it's um or, you know, so this this was our, uh, you know, if you include the EP, Boxer was going to be the fifth thing that we released, right? And, uh, but, but it felt like the second in, in many ways. And, but the, the, the struggle I remember, or at least was not to get stuck in any corners. And we, we had already, could already see that like, so many of the other bands that we were that we were you know jealous of we could already see that oh they might be stuck in a corner a little bit you know and 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 i mean i don't i don't remember thinking that so specifically about any band but i i remember we were i was really nervous about that and the fact that the song like mr november or something that that you know or able or what what you know the ones you know that got us the attention were me screaming my head off um, in a way. And I did not want to do that. I did not want, because I did not want to be that band that always has, you know, two or three, like a couple of screamer songs on it. And then a bunch of others, you know, I, I wanted this record to be very different from the first one. And, and that was, that was one, that was one thing I could control. Right. You know, it's like, yes, like yeah, it's, right. It's yes. like the only thing I can control in terms of, in, t in terms of it is like how I sing and how, and how I, how, how, what I, what character I am going to be, you know, and I wasn't so much thinking about what character I'm going to be, but in, 
and now I don't, I don't scream as much because like if I, if I get there emotionally, I'll do it. But like, and I love to do it live, but I don't write from that place anymore. And I think I was also not in that place, in that place sort of where I, I was newly in love. And I was with a woman, my wife, Corinne, for the first time who I'm, who, who is really, really an incredible writer and poet. And she was an, you know, fiction editor at the, at the New Yorker and, and she's reading my lyrics and, 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 and giving me all this feedback and, and what she's resonating with and what's, what she's loved. And so we were falling in love and she was, I was falling in love with her mind. She wasn't falling in love with my mind. Um, and I didn't, there was no screaming in me. I was, I was, I was on, on a different ride. And, but also I, I, I also in, the, in, in my back, of my head is like, I think that's a bad idea because that'll be the one that they make the single. That'll be and the thing that people like, we have to make people like, wait, what? Like the, these, this band isn't, what we quite thought we're not sure what this band is yet i just wanted to i wanted to to, i wanted i knew i knew that i wanted to be making songs for a long time and i knew that that the best way to do that is to is to is to try to try to pivot and try to go somewhere else and and so and that's the same thing that keeps you and me interested it's like um it's like if it's not like a little bit, you know, stepping into a shadow or a dark area of this, you know, down the down an alley, an unlit alley, somehow musically or something, I, I, I it's not as exciting to go into, you know. So, so this whole thing that we were trying to write, um, I wanted it to have a different kind of dark alley feeling than than what we had before. Like I, we already took people down that that street, you know. Let's go. Let's let's make the street feel different, you know. And, so I, I was I was thinking about that, I think, uh, a lot. Second to all the just the things I was thinking about with Corinne and, and all that, all those those fun anxieties and stuff that you're you're working through in real time with the first person you've ever been, you know, totally in love with. Right, in love with in that way. Well, and also it's fascinating hearing you talk about this stuff because Albums still really mattered in and, and, you know, albums still matter when you put them out because your fans are so acculturated to albums with with you. But when I think about those albums, when I when I think about Alligator, yeah, of course, I think about Mr. November. But I really think about the way you invited us in on those first couple tracks. And that's not about screaming. You're you're mm -hmm. welcoming us into this world. And and um, and it is a contemplative a place of deep feeling and yeah one of those emotions might be this ebullient sort of hopeful cathartic thing but another side of it is this you know no, nobody mentions david and david much when they talk about but i think about that first david and david album and it has like a lot of kinship to your um mm. first few records i don't know if you've ever listened to it or not well i was mostly i i do know that in terms of like my personality and and um i i had done i'd kind of done a the, the nancy band was had kind of a pavement sort of spirit to it but but when when the national started i was very much in you know the, the tom waits leonard cohen nick cave those are the, the three yes. three uh, because those are the ones you know and 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 morrissey and 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 michael stipe um you know but those those were um those I knew that I knew that I I could do I could I could maybe be a version of one of those types of guys right you know like but I'm not going to be a, I knew I wasn't going to be David Lee Roth and I knew I wasn't going to be Paul Banks you know and I knew I wasn't going to you know uh, be whatever you know it's like so I I but but um so I did I was em embracing um, trying to sort of figure out a way to be comfortably myself across those records and i think boxer is where i genuinely was was most you know finally got to be like grew up and i and i became myself you know for sure or something yeah well and i wonder if that's why it exploded the way that it did because it was like the synthesis it, it um was yeah the, the synthesis of of the ambition and the creative thing and you settling into your own skin in a way on a record and yeah i think it, i think boxer is is a you know if you think of it as, as a portrait it's like a high contrast pretty dramatic portrait of a character you know um something and um and, it, and it's a it's a pretty it's a potent 
character study, you know, and I think that's why it works, you know, and I was, you know, I was trying to figure out, I was definitely trying to, trying to figure out who I was, you know, and, and as a, as a man and as a partner and as a, as a, as a, what am I going to do with my life and all this stuff. And so I was, yeah, I was working in charcoal, you know, <laughs> whatever. You know, I've listened to you talk about the, the writer's block or, this, or the creative process, and I know the band will give you music, the beds of music, ideas. How much does finding a melody play into whether you can make something work? Because, you know, I know melody is the hardest thing to talk about for singers in yeah. a way, writers, because it, it's much harder to explain. But and I'm surprised you don't mention Dylan that much because I think no, you and I know, Dylan I share. Mean, I, I don't. I mean, I guess it's like yeah, Dylan. I mean, like it is funny that I, I maybe it's because like with Dylan, everybody you don't need to mention. But Dylan, it's important. But, but no, but I do think no, like you, you know put, I hear yeah. Dylan in you all the time, totally, and I think yeah. melodically too. Like because Dylan yeah, is uh, one of time. the things people ask about the, the right. I mean, people ask about the yeah. Dylan's lyrics constantly, but you know the the thing is that the melodies are even if they were old folk melodies that he mm -hmm. changed, right? Those melodies are staggering mm -hmm. and you know you have this incredible melodic sensibility and you say always that you're not you don't play but how do you find melodies and is that part yeah. of it like how do you think about does the melody and does you hearing a melody help inform subject matter how does that whole thing work yeah i well i i i'm i'm often just um mumbling uh, uh, trying to I'm, I'm usually when i first start to dive into a song i used to have books of uh, you know and, and i have i have list text messages and i have things like collection points where like random thoughts yeah. but but i i don't usually sit down i've never i mean i almost, very few times i've sat down and tried to write the lyrics of a song you know without without any music or any you know, at all and and so um it's i'm always listening to music and just kind of starting to like i said see what happens trying to get light up that 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 spider web and and so i will will kind of free associate but often it's 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 nonverbal mumble rhythms and 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 sometimes i'll blah blah but you know just it is it's i i will i will just try to like find my way along it don't know where any changes are i don't know when the the you know chorus is coming or the the b part of the you know i don't, don't even know what's a chorus or what's a bridge or anything it's just like I'm reacting in real time and just making noise, you know, like in front of a, just in, in front of a microphone. And sometimes it's verbal, sometimes it's not. And and I'll do that. And I'll do that. Like on the, on the, on the piece of music, especially if it's one that I'm that when I, when I start into it, that that's that spider web lights up, I will do sometimes 30, like just run throughs, right. Just do the whole thing. And I line them up and then, so I look at a GarageBand file and it's just scrolling through me making mumbles. And then I have to, I have to stop at some point and say, you have to go to try to come make something of this stuff. And that's really, that's when the, that's when it gets hard. But even, even then I kind of just, I'll listen to it and only grab one or two things and then I'll have something else. And so, so lyrics are always secondary, I think to, I won't say the melody, but the music, the song and everything, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, and then once I guess the beginning, like, like the, the, the beginnings of it. And then once I've got a few anchors in spots or I've got like this, this sounds like I'm saying this, or I like this, or this works, I'll, have, I'll, I'll try to write something that works into it. Then I'll have these rhythms in my head. And then I'll just, I'll start texting myself, like just line after line after line that fits one of the rhythms in there somewhere, you know, I think, or I think it will. And then, I, then when you go back and try to sing, you know, lines that you wrote together to that thing, often they force you to change up the melodies. And then you feel like you find yourself like um, you get knocked off that what, whatever pattern you thought you were doing, you rewrote too many, too, too many words. So you have to change your pattern and do that. So it's all, it's all, it's all a really fun, really active um back and forth between myself and the music and my, then my writing lyrics and then the lyrics back into the songs. And, and so 
And it's pretty, it's like, you know, I, I'll write, write lots of lyrics that I just, I don't know where they're going. They're just going to be on this record somewhere. And, and so a lot, like you could probably rearrange if you took the the words of our records, you could probably scramble them and they'd all kind of, you know, still work. I think it's not, uh, n- not one song stays on theme necessarily. Occasionally I'll like this song is I'm going to hit this thing over and over again. Others are, are, you know, three different ideas, all, all sort of scrambled. When, and when, when do you, when do you bring Aaron into it or when do you, bring Corinne into it. Like what, when do you start sharing that stuff? And Setting stuff ba- back. it's uh pretty, I, I will later in the process than, than maybe I used to. Um, and that's why the, those guys were not worried at all when I kept saying, you know, and I wasn't sending anything cause they were used to that, you know? And the reason why I, I think I stopped sending too much on like the stuff I hadn't really kind of, like yeah that's that's pretty close that 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 song the lyrics are pretty close and pretty much done the melodies i can i can i can be flexible with you know if but i don't there's almost never been a case where aaron even is like well try this melody very rarely you know it's like i think he knows that the the way i go against the grain of the music sometimes i don't know why i don't do this purposely but he says i often i never sing the melody of the of the of the song and I'm like, oh, I didn't. I, I thought you weren't supposed to do that. Like, oh yeah. And then sometimes I do, but he, but almost never. He knows that 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 me finding these other weird, um, not weird, but just just things that are sort of like you know odd fits are kind of sometimes often where the magic and the weirdness. Yeah, that's the magic of what the band is, yeah, right? That's what definitely. the national sounds like. Yeah. yeah. But I'm never looking for weird. I'm always looking for resonant. It just has to resonate with me. And and I often do try to go for like big, you know, like, you know what's one of those just incredible melodies that you just can't, you know, I, you know, I will always love you. I just, I, you know, I, 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 I study that song a lot and like, why is, it? and then I'll listen to Roy Orbison to try to figure like, how does he do that? You know, three different octaves and, and, I, and I'll give it a shot, you know, here and there. And it's often, sometimes it works, sometimes it does. I couldn't even tell you where. Well, it's where so I'm useful to do, you know, that's some, it, but. obviously like, you know, Harold Bloom talks about that, you know, you, in trying to do that kind of thing and then hitting it off wrong, use how you make your own original oh, yeah. thing, right? So yeah. oh, that yeah. makes complete set tracks totally. I want to just, um, I don't want to go quick too quickly past the depression thing because my wife, I have a similar, my wife and I are, I married the right person. We, uh, I've been married for over 30 years and she's written about depression a lot. Her books and movies are about a lot yeah. deal with this stuff. Yeah. And the only time I ever, I, I only had one period of true depression um, in my life. And, and the thing that shocked me, despite having had millions of conversations with Amy about it and reading her b- books about it, was the absence of feeling that you mentioned. Like, actually, uh-huh. I can picture this moment. I was, it was after my mom had died and I was somewhere with one of my kids. And it was a kind of the ex- ideal thing. It was like, you know, a few months after she had died and I thought I was had processed everything. And I was with one of my kids and I looked up and I was like, I feel nothing right now. This is, I don't, I can't fit as though you could stick. I feel nothing. Uh-huh. And it was true d- depression, but can, can you talk a little, and, and it was horrible, right? Horrifying because it wasn't sadness. I expected uh-huh. that depression would be sadness, but it's uh-huh. important for people to understand that, that the absence of feeling is also a, a, a way that depression can, can show up. But could, could you talk a little bit about the coming back to feeling because I, you know, how, yeah. how that happened for you and, and sort of, what those small internal changes were or felt like, how you got momentum, I guess is what I'm, I'm asking so that someone listening yeah. might, might be able to grab onto that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was funny. It was, I would say when I was most depressed, I, I think I would, the, the, I was, there, I wasn't devoid of all feeling. I wasn't numb. I was terrified. Um, yeah. okay. And, yes. and, 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 um, I was in a panic and I would, you know, so fear, I think fear was the overwhelming feeling and self-loathing fear and, and self-loathing for letting everyone down, that kind of thing or something that, 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 that mixture of stuff of being a, a feeling you're a total failure and the fear of it being 
real and the fear of it being and and I don't know, yeah, panic. So I wasn't I wasn't numb. I was I was I couldn't sleep. I could you know I tossed and turned all night long. You know yes. every night for months. Yeah, I felt and, that anxiety, that version of this. Yeah, too. yep. Yeah, but then that. but then there's that other feeling where it's just it's just like nothing brings you joy nothing you know nothing 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 no beautiful scene in a park with a kid in a balloon nothing you know um i mean luckily i i was like my my daughter was was the kind of the one thing i took her to school every day and picked her up from school every day and, and then also throughout the pandemic just being that close to her was i mean yes. i mean my my wife and my brother were around all the time so i was never alone but i think i remember like the i i am getting joy and out of out of this child you know this one thing you know um and so it wasn't completely but yeah but that but that's that's the, that's and also you lose i think you lose a sense of logic you know you're 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 you yes. you don't you can't see things in perspective i think at all and it, even though you actually you sometimes you know i remember in the darkest part of the, like i knew that i was sick i knew that i was depressed i knew yes. that this was a i knew that this was a a thing that was making me you know it was a mixture of chemicals you know whatever it also all the the other events and like that, but it was like it was a physical illness and and so so that logic but 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 i also was aware of like my logic isn't even working you and, know and so I'm what like, yeah so what was the cuz i'd say like that's the thing right i'm every other time in my life and every time in my life since being with one of my children absolutely is the thing uh that uh always no matter what um uh, purpose and joy, right? But the, that's why this one moment is how I knew. Oh, I got to get help. There's the, there's the mm -hmm. only time I ever went on meds. I went on meds for a very brief yeah. time because it. Yeah. And then it just I needed the momentum. Yeah. But, but the thing that made me know it was, oh shit, I'm here with one of my kids, and this is all I want. My whole life is geared to be able to have this moment, mm -hmm. and it's not. Right. I'm not in a state of joy. Okay, what am I going to do? So, but what happened? How did you pull your? What did it I feel mean, it like? It was a little bit of mess. It was. I mean, the the, the 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 at the at the brink or whatever, not the brink, or whatever, but yes. at, at the at the darkest. So I remember the darkest part. That was when we're like, okay, we gotta get find you something. I gotta get something. I gotta get something. So I tried. I tried a bunch of several different things, and I was kind of impatient. You know, you're supposed to wait three weeks, four weeks. So I'm like, like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, like can't they make something? And you know, and then I just doing, I was doing all the research. I was also you know talking and and stuff. And so I did. There was one. There's one of them that kind of raised the floor a tiny bit. That's all it is. It's just like. It did, it's a perfect way to say it. Yes. I didn't feel better. I felt I went from, from level zero to level two and that was enough to breathe, you know? And, um, and so that, that was not an insignificant part of the healing probably, but I didn't stay on them very long. And I mean, I'm part of the process of trying Same. to heal myself also was like, I got totally sober and I was only on medication for a while, and I, you know, but, but, that that but I stayed at that kind of level two. I didn't get to level three, four, five, and and, and get out of it until I was back with in 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 going on the road and 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 we recorded some songs and we got we made some progress. We made a little bit of progress, and I was convinced that even though I even listened to most of it and I didn't like, we tried a bunch of things and I didn't like ninety percent of it. And and I, but there was one or two things uh, that was like, okay, that maybe is keepable. So it was just a chipping away at it. But then it wasn't until then. Then honestly, uh, I stopped taking the meds. Um, I started smoking weed again and started drinking a little wine again with the with everybody. And then and and I've I've so I'm I'm back to that. You know, it's like. Um, to uh, you know whatever uh, that that the pretty good you know I, I i wasn't healthy until i kind of i think was off the meds again or something i don't know but 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 yeah, they were, but it's okay they but i think it's important role. it's important yeah. what you what you said yeah i mean i don't take meds and i too uh smoke a little weed and it is helpful but i also do you do you just a couple more things i'll let you go do you meditate yep. do you do you meditate no 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 um my dad has meditated since he was you know, since I was a little kid and I, and he didn't even tell us about it until 
till you know maybe 10 or 10 years ago or so he just he meditates every day and and I have considered, I think I've thought about it, but I don't do it. And I wish I did. Um, I, I sit outside, you know, I, and, and, and look at the sky and, and I do a lot of just sitting, staring at leaves and, and blowing in the wind and, and that kind of thing. And then, you know, also I, I would ride my bike a lot. And I think that's not quite meditating, but it's, it's, I think, that's that's where I can sort of like all right, just you know, my body's doing something so that so that you know that that it gets me maybe close to a meditative state. Um, but no, I I I, I, I it, there's a lot more to it that I I wish I I could could do. Well, yeah. if you ever want to learn TM, we can get you. Yeah, started. it's so helpful. Uh, I think I think it would maybe yeah, help, I know help it you is. a I know. lot. Yeah. It's very helpful. My dad's um, a very healthy man. And do you yeah. do uh, do you journal? Like, did you anyone hand you the artist way when you were in the middle of this shit and say like read the Julia Cameron and do the pages? No, um, I, I I I my therapist tried to get me to do that, you know, and. And I just, I, I was, part of it is like, I mean, it, that was like, I think, I don't know if, if she realized like, that's what I do. That's what my job, that's what, that's what the national is. You know, that's what as a songwriter is in a weird way. And so, and, and the fact that I couldn't do it was one of the reasons, it was one of the major reasons. And, and so she was like, and I was like, I, that's, I can't do that. It's like, you know, asking somebody. I know. Having it's an the ice best. skating it is crisis. Like, so just it's, go, you know. <laughs> whatever go it's get the, the most ice useful ice. it is just the most i yeah. mean you know i whenever i'm stuck and you know um like you i've been doing this you know 25 years of making stuff writing yeah. um it's the most helpful it's very helpful matt um but i i get i understand completely why and whatever had to happen that you got you through this so that you made this masterpiece of an album I'm not going to say it was worth it for you to be in that much pain, but I listen to this album and I find it to be a totally joyous experience. You mentioned the bike riding. I bike ride and I've been bike riding, listening to the new album constantly. And yeah. um, it's just whatever. Well, I happens, just listened to it again. Um, I mean, we're, we're sort we're actually, there's, there was so much stuff written. I, I, I think, I think, we're, we're we're still sort of right we're, we're still finishing this record in a weird way and because there's a lot of other there's just so much other stuff and we've been playing a lot of stuff live and everything and i've i've written a, a few new things but there was so much that i had written during that time that was there that 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 was part of the climbing out i don't want to go back and change it too much because it was like even though I'm tempted to, I, I'm kind of like, so, so there's a funny way there was, there, there ended up being so much that, that was written in the process coming out. And then when we started touring, we started, I started writing a lot. And once I, once the flame started, once I started feeling a little that, that flame, I have been, I have been feeding it in, in not in a manic way. I've been very, very careful of that. Cause I think that's one of the things that led me to, I, I was, I was just, running too hard and was but I've, I've been keeping the flame going and writing a lot but also there ended up being so much so so that that whole the the record does does very much document and it's not in, by any means in a sequence of how things are written like some of this this new stuff we have was written right at the beginning of me barely coming out of it and stuff and i was like i don't want to uh, it's just i don't want to put put that one out there yet yeah i don't want to so now, when's it like, coming so you're gonna put like it's a deluxe you're putting a deluxe with all this stuff on it's it it's not even it, it's it's weird um because we've been right now we're, it's 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 just I, i'm actually going in to to finish it tomorrow and sing one one last little piece but it's but it's not these aren't demos and it's not it's a hundred percent um, all new, uh, unreleased stuff. I mean, we played some of them live. I, it's sort of like Use Your Illusion 2 or something. <laughs> I That's hilarious reference. It It'll um, be better than that. Um, yeah, for, but, for, but I don't know. We don't know what to call it or anything like that. So, because um, it's not a demo. I mean, or call, a obviously call it, pa call it Patience or something or Weird yeah, Slippery Place. Um, <laughs> Yeah. you said earlier um man i go uh go get yourself together to record tomorrow i'm really grateful that we got to have this yeah. conversation and uh thanks for making the music i you're it is deeply important to me and um to so many of us and you know it's really important the thing that you do and it really helps people like me 
change our state uh, and get to a better place. So whatever, you know, I hate we yeah. I hate hearing these I mean, interviews. With, that's what art, you that, that, yeah, that's what that's what everything art always even you know and 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 our me writing songs. It's like I have to do it to get to a better place. You know, it's like it's definitely self medicating for sure. So I'm glad I'm glad it I'm glad it works works on other people too. You know, it's kind of like Lexi, Lexapro never really worked for me. Um, but 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 I agree. It's better for, for uh, Lexapro <laughs> can get you to level two. Uh, yeah. But then uh, after that, um, you need the national to get you to uh, level five. All right. Thanks, dude. Thank you so much for this. Really appreciate thanks, it. Folks, Brian. you can see yeah. him on tour. I'm going to try to come out to the garden show and um, cool. can't wait to see that. And and uh, folks, go see him on tour and, and, and get the record. Matt, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Thanks a lot.